Fangraph Audio. I'm Carson Sestouli, and I am joined, uh, as I am every week, by the curator of our excellent Q&A series uh, that you can find with some frequency in the electronic pages of Fangraphs. Um, we're joined by David Lorla, who brings us once a week uh, some audio Q&A. David Lorla, uh, you're there. Carson, I am here on a sunny day that finds me otherwise just a hair melancholy. Oh, what's the so, melancholy for? Well, the melancholy is the fact that last night I was at Fenway Park, and I will not be back there for a game for another six months. And, you know, there is baseball. I may travel to a playoff game or two this year. There's always baseball to cover. But the feeling of being able to walk into a ballpark and into the clubhouses just down the concourse, the whole experience is just it becomes a part of your life as a baseball writer. And that's gone for me now for six months. So a tiny bit of me just sort of wishes it was April 1st instead of uh, whatever today's exact date may be. Yeah, end of September. The uh, yeah, That is strange. That, that sort of snuck up on me too is that uh, I think there's, you know, for most teams they have 10 or fewer games remaining. Uh, and as you note, there, there are going to be some teams now uh, that will have either played all of their away games or all of their home games. No, absolutely. You know, the Red Sox, as, as I just said, are one. Um, one great highlight of last night was the fact that the Red Sox celebrated their their all-Fenway team, which was basically a fan voting, and they had a lot of those players there, um, including guys like Dwight Evans and uh, Carl Yastrzemski, who met with the media, which is fantastic. Uh, Roger Clemens was there. And, um, you know, it, it's a great part of baseball. I know some cynics here in the Boston media have made fun of the Red Sox at the end of this horrible season to parade these players out. But I think, you know, of course you do. It's a 100-year anniversary of a ballpark. So why would you not, you know, put these people on display to, for the ovations just because the team had a lousy year? I think that's it's bad journalism. Now, someone you uh, caught up with recently – uh, at Fenway, I believe, was uh, a certain uh, young right-handed pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. Right, Chris Archer, who is the subject of, of today's interview. And, yes, Chris Archer is, uh, you know, the polar opposite from a, a grizzled Carl Yastrzemski. Um, I'm, I don't know how old he is. I, sh- I really should look that up. But he obviously won the Triple Crown in 1967, which makes him very topical today. Um, Chris Archer, and I did not know this until after I got done interviewing him, actually turned 24 years old yesterday. So I talked to Chris um, on his birthday. Right. Uh, and he, you, you never know with this sort of thing, um, or at least I never know, uh, until you actually hear a player talk, you know, necessarily what sort of person they are. I, Chris Archer is uh, – um, Maybe not, or maybe suffers because a popular uh, uh, pub- publicity still of him. Uh, he's depicted as looking perhaps as though he's under the influence of a uh, of a certain herb. Um, but he's actually uh, very thoughtful and quite articulate, especially as he notes for a player uh, who who came right out of uh, high school into baseball. Well, he did. Um, you're confusing me with your description of his appearance, but 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 skipping on to that, sure, he he was, you know, he was a young player. He was traded uh, in the Matt Garza deal, of course. Um, he's arguably the top prospect in the Tampa Bay organization. I know his innings total this year in the big leagues won't be enough to take away his rookie status, 
But, um, yeah, I didn't know Chris. I had never spoken to him prior to yesterday. Um, the only thing I knew is that I was thinking maybe I can do one of these that is not hardcore baseball and we could get a little bit into who he is as a person. I did a few things this this summer for uh, a print publication I write for, talking to a couple of guys about, you know, their sidelights. Uh, a Red Sox prospect named Drew Hedman is a big reader. He does some world traveling. He's a, you know, plays the piano. Pete Ruiz, another prospect I wrote about, did does this great impression of Tim Kirkjian that actually got him a little national publicity last year. And, uh, you know, so I thought, I talked to Chris. I said, hey, you know, do we, is there anything to talk about but baseball? And uh, it turns out that yes. Um, Chris is, uh, you know, he's also a reader. He's a, he is a pretty thoughtful guy. Yeah, that, uh, like I say, that was uh, that was quite pleasant to learn, and, and also this the sort of, uh, I, you get a sense of, uh, I guess, thankfulness uh, from him, of um, especially it seems like uh, from his his relationship with his family. No, he seems to really appreciate um, where he is in life. You know, he's a prospect who uh, who struggled. Um, out in, in pro ball, I think he went something like one in ten his first two professional seasons, and he's finally now putting it together with a great, great fastball, great slider, and um, you know he's part of the future of uh, a very interesting Tampa Bay Rays uh, baseball team. Hey, well, why don't we uh, listen to that audio you've given us? Absolutely, Carson. Let's, let's do it. It's it's uh, it's uh, just so crazy an idea uh, that it might work. In fact, then, uh, what is to follow is uh, from David Lorla. It is audio of Lorla in conversation with Tampa Bay Rays right-hander, very young right-hander, Chris Archer. My guest is Chris Archer, right-handed pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. Chris, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, baseball. We're also going to talk a little about baseball oh, you know, away from the field, um, you make your money pitching, but what happens when you're not on the mound? Um, away from the field, I like to uh, to read. I mean, we just we just discussed that, but I like I like to read. Um, since I didn't go to college, I like to be somewhat self-educated. Um, as that's as that's how I call it, um, because I don't have like the traditional education. Um, but uh, self-education is what I'm really into. Baseball is an education end of it, in and of itself. I've been in a lot of clubhouses, and guys will be sitting there reading. They'll be playing cards. They'll be doing really anything, watching TV. So it sounds like you're a guy who has a book in front of you as often yeah. as, um, as anyone. In the clubhouse, it's hard for me because there's a lot of distractions, and the types of books I read are meant to really take in and, and digest and, and get a good grasp of. And It's hard for me to do that with all the distractions in the clubhouse, but I usually take anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours uh, a day to uh, to get some type of, of reading in to, uh, to help me grow as an individual away from away from the game an example of a Chris Arch- Archer reads maybe what um, it's I've read a lot of autobiographies obviously Jackie Robinson his autobiography uh, very inspirational Malcolm X's autobiography is one of my favorite books um, there's a couple self-help, self-improvement books out there, like The Power of Now is one of my, definitely one of my top five books. And a fiction book that I just finished, I was just telling you, um, The Alchemist. I feel like 
that's a read for for any age and and at any point in your life you read it and you can you can get something new out of it. And uh, who is Chris Archer besides a reader and a baseball player? What are some of your other off the field endeavors? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, outside of outside of my job, which I don't let that define me at all. If somebody asks me who I am, I'm not going to say I'm Chris Archer, the baseball player. I'm, I'm more I'm more apt to say I'm Chris Archer, someone who wants to help other people, somebody who is interested in. Um, giving back what I was given whenever I was younger and that was positive encouragement um, a lift whenever I was down just those small things that I know that can help change is what I'm is what I'm looking to do you've needed lifts over the course of your career uh, you're very successful now but you've had some bumps in the road who has really helped push you up in those times uh, it, it starts with your parents or it starts with my parents um, they're my foundation of the person who I am and then my mentor and my best friend from back home are two people who have really stepped up and have given me that extra push, the extra drive to become the best person I can possibly be. And what is Joe Madden like as a manager? He has a reputation of being great with players. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, he's unique. He brings a different feel to the clubhouse. And I think that's why players respond so well is because they can be themselves and know that they're not going to be judged for by the manager. Is that an underrated part of baseball that players have to be themselves to succeed? That they can't be streamlined into pigeonholes? Yeah, I think so. And who are you as a pitcher? Chris Archer, the pitcher. How do you get guys on? Um, attack and don't waste pitches. Uh, what I'm trying to do is um, be convicted in every pitch and try to execute every pitch. And I realize that's not going to happen, but... At the same time, if I put maximum intent in everything, there's going to be a positive outcome. That's a fairly standard answer from pitchers, but what has put you over the edge in the last year or two that's got you to the major leagues? Is it just a matter of repetitions and experience? I think that being 100% convicted in every pitch is what has gotten me to where I'm at. And what about pure stuff? I mean, that helps a lot too, but... I feel like on the physical side, you have to have good stuff to, to even get this far. And then what separates you is your mentality. And my mentality is to be convicted. What has been your biggest moment on the mound since you came to the big leagues? Um, I'll be honest with you, this might be cliche, but every time I grab the ball, it's the same. Um, I have the same intentions. Whether it's bases loaded with no outs and, and I have a 3-0 count on somebody or whether it's the first pitch of the baseball game, you know, every pitch is a big pitch to me. Um, every situation is a big situation. So to, to narrow it down to one after just five outings, I can't really do um, because I've been I've tried to have the same mentality in every every game, every situation. Once again, I'm talking to Chris Archer. What about the same heartbeat? Uh, for a young guy, you pitched in some pretty key situations so far. You had the extra inning game recently against the Orioles. Is your heart beating faster there? Um, I've really, through my reading and through my talks with my mentor and through some player talking to some players on the team, whenever those situations come, you you want to slow everything down. You want to slow your heartbeat down. You don't want to be sped up and get caught up in the game. So, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't a little a little rushed or a little sped up, but my goal was to slow it down, and I feel like in those situations I did a pretty good job of that. 
Jim Hickey is one of the best pitching coaches in the game. What were your conversations like with him after that game? Did you have a chance to run through your outing? Um, yeah, he just he told me that he was um, happy with what I did. He said that was like a full season's worth of development in itself, that one inning and uh, or that one outing. And that, that was pretty big to, coming from him who's seen and worked with all these great pitchers to say that he saw development uh, in one outing was, was pretty key and reinstilled confidence in me. And a final question for Chris Archer. You told me that have, you have ventured over to Fangrass to take a look at numbers before. When you're assessing your own performance, which numbers uh, are the most meaningful? Um, I, I try to see how many ground ball outs I get, um, the percentages of of balls and strikes, opponent, how opponents are doing against me in certain counts, just to uh, to inform myself how important it is to get ahead of hitters and attack and and uh, and those and those small type of things that come in the game. Chris Archer, thank you very much for your time. Thank you.